Hey there, you are listening to the Jasmine Star Show and I'm very happy you're here today because this episode is jam-packed with incredible advice that I gave to business owners just like you in a recent coaching session. Did it sound weird that I said incredible advice? I mean, come on, come on. That was like hashtag humble brag. But here's the thing, y'all. I often think, I learned this lesson actually from a gentleman by the name of Jay Shetty. He's a former monk who turns out to be creating this amazing mindset content. And he had said that when anybody ever gives him a compliment or whenever he feels like he is in his zone of genius, instead of thinking that it's driven from ego, he takes the time to express gratitude and appreciation for the people who taught him how to think that way. So when I think that I'm like, wow, this advice, like, please, I really do think it's incredible. It's not incredible because I gave it. It's incredible because it's a distillation of things that I have learned from industry peers and predecessors and mentors. So when I say incredible, it is a reflection of them and nothing to do with me. Okay, slight detour. Let's get back to the party at hand. I believe these social curator users asked the best questions and we really dove deep into not just business issues they're facing, but we overcame a lot of mindset shifts as well. The personal development piece of entrepreneurship is something many business owners don't expect, myself included. Mm. And I learned this heavily during my first business as a photographer, and I had to continue learning these lessons along the way. But the longer I've been an entrepreneur, the more important I've realized that, you know, mindset shifts are the key to the success of my business far more than strategy and tactics. Now, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that because they're like, "Eh, no, I don't want to do the work. But I'm like, yo, learn from my mistakes, please. There's no reason that we both need to make the same mistakes. Because if your mind ain't right, your business ain't right. That's just facts, right? And if you don't believe me, I think this episode might turn the beat around. Who is that? Was that Gloria Stefan? Turn the beat around. Why am I singing? Why, y'all? I mean, I think my podcast editor needs to edit that part out. Uh, I can't wait for you to listen to this amazing conversation. Let's dive in. Hi, Jasmine. I'm Angela Hosking, and I help women build confidence, slay imposter syndrome, and put down the superwoman cape of people-pleasing. And I do that through my digital course, Superwoman Detox Academy. And my question is, I've been doing reels regularly. I've done about 13 in the last three weeks, and I've been following um, the content strategy program in Social Curator and have grown my following about 300 people in the last two months, which I'm super excited about. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, it's working. Um, (laughs) Good. But I feel like there's a little bit of a different strategy um, with with Reels, and I'm not quite sure how to balance the content that educates versus entertains versus sparks curiosity to get people to follow me. And I would love some insight to strategy to help me with my content system of my Reels, um, you know, so that I have more of a, a strategy behind what I'm doing with them and what I hope to get as a result of doing more of them. I love this question, Karen. I think it's very smart to ask because it applies to so many different people who are in the content creation process specifically for Reels. However, if there was a clean cut equation that I could share, I could probably make seven figures. The issue becomes we don't know until we test because what works for Karen might not work for Jasmine and what works for Jasmine might not work for Sheila or Fernanda or Gabriella. So the only thing that we can do, and I understand that the question is rooted in the thing that we value the most, time. 
We want somebody to say, I want you to do three educational reels, three entertaining reels, three sparking curiosity reels, and then ta-da, that's how we're gonna have the ascension model to one step closer to virality or whatever the case may be. But it doesn't work that way. So the only advice that I can give is the advice that I deploy on myself. And that is truly to create content in a myriad of ways to see if I can tap into a conversation that's happening on social. So I can't predict what is going to be the next viral song. I can't predict what is going to be the next uh, trend on reels or TikTok. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to batch my content in about a two week time frame. I am batching one day of reels that will last two weeks. Anything beyond that, I started realizing that I tried batching three weeks and then I was taking a trend that was working really well. And then all of a sudden when I posted it three weeks later, I was just like, wow, I look like I'm the 87 year old grandma. It's like, hey kids, I'm hip. So I found like the two week time frame was working well for me. I can tell you that there are some times that I think uh, educational reel is gonna kill. I was like, this is the one that's gonna be great. And then it just falls flat. And then there's ones that... I actually have mentioned it um, in a couple private settings. There was a reel that I had produced and it was to a Britney Spears song that was trending. And the song was, oops, I did it again. But the trending part of it was it said, oops, I did it again. And then the, then it changed it to oops, 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 oops. And it hit like a particular beat. And so people were taking that trending song and applying it to their business. So I was like, oh, trending song. What I can do is I can apply the oops to mistakes that I made in my business. So I thought the idea was good. And then when we kind of like set out to film it, it was late afternoon. The light was harsh. The time of this recording, we are building a home, but we're living in an apartment. So I'm recording these outside of my apartment complex. Right before we push record, a gentleman who was on Zoom leans over his ledge. Uh, he's in a meeting and he says, oh, look it. There's influencers trying to create videos. Ha <laughs> ha. What are you guys doing? And I'm on the base floor and he's about the second floor of the building. And he holds his laptop over the ledge and says, look at them. And at that moment, it's like I'm filled with a bunch of emotions. Now, the hood part of me is just like, let me take off my earrings. I'm going to climb up there. I'm going to tell you something. Honey, I am not an influencer. I'm an entrepreneur with influence. And let me explain the difference. And I'm like, uh, do not cast your pearls to swines. The other part of me was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. And the other part of me was just like, just get it done. So I was like, yeah, okay, okay. And record it. And then when I look back at the footage, the thing I saw was harsh light. I'm squinting. I look like I've gained COVID-19 pounds and I hated the outfit. I was like, I'm not going to post it. I'm like, that was my first reaction. And then I was like, you know what? Just put it out like content, put it out. That reel within 24 hours hit over a million views. So Everything I hated while we were creating it, everything I hated when I looked at it and yet I pushed through and it ended up being something that we, we had hit a million before, but over a few days. So we immediately saw that when it hit a million in 24 hours, we're like, whoa, something happened here. So I share that story because I want people to see that even though I'm a huge proponent of reels, they're not easy. And yet when we think what was something could be perfect, it never is. And we think that imperfection would be the thing that people would not want to see. And yet it proves us wrong. All that to say, Angela, there is not an equation. I'm just going to encourage you. The fact that you did 13 in 21 days is pretty powerful. 
Now, if you can keep that up four times over, we're going to have some real data and analytics, Angela. You look back at not just 13 and not just 26 and not 39. When we're looking at 50, are there any, are there any trends that you see for your audience? Then we can have a conversation. And I look forward to continuing the conversation in the group around this. Like how interesting would it be for you to go into the group and say, okay, so I had a coaching session with Jasmine. I've done 13 in 21 days. And then you, Angela, get to determine what your next commitment is. What's your next commitment? Right? Is it going to be 13 in 21 days or maybe it'll be 10 in um, 21 days, whatever the case may be. You come up with that and say, I'm willing to do this with anybody else and we're going to keep each other accountable. And then I can go in and start watching and then we can dissect what's really happening trend wise. I love this stuff because numbers and analytics speak to what we should do in the future. The question is, are you willing to do that openly inside of the group and bring people along in the journey? And if you are, I would clap that up. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, what I love most about what you said, I've noticed some that are performing incredibly well, and some not so well. And I'm beginning, like you said, with the the more that I do, to see sort of those trends. So my commitment, and I'll say it right here, right now, is to do one a day for the next thirty days. <gasps> oh my god, that's huge! Oh my god, oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Like I literally just got nervous right now. I'm like nerves from excitement. Like I'm like I want to see this because then we get data. So. What I would love for you to do, Angela, is um, I want you to go into the group and remember the posts in the group are not like, look at what I'm doing. The posts in the group are collectively, this is what I have learned and this is what I want to do with the group. I just had a coaching session with Jasmine who wants to join me on a real a day for 30 days. Now, Angela, it might not be a single person (laughs) because it's a big ask, but if you do it, and you prove it, then I would love to invite you into the group and we'll just go through your data and analytics. And we could do that in a class. And oh my gosh, like the community managers and be like, Jasmine, you're just making up classes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Great. Great. And then, you know, when we do these coaching sessions, we do like a small group of people at a time. Sheila is on the call and she's going to be like, I'm going to do it too. So at least there's going to be two curators. So what you do, oh my God. And Fernanda, oh, this is peer pressure at its finest. Okay. Okay. So what we'll do, what we'll do is we'll start that. So here's the thing, Angela, at least there's going to be two other people doing with you and you can tag them in that that post so that we're fostering the community and accountability and letting people know you will not be doing it alone. And then we'll check back in. We'll check back in at a date. We'll go through some analytics and then we'll take it from there. I love this. This just got so juicy. Awesome. Thank you. Angela, how can people find you on Instagram? I am at her one tribe. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Hey, Jasmine. I'm Jennifer Toma. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur and coach. But primarily, I help high-achieving type A women reprogram their subconscious beliefs so they can stop freaking out when they're overwhelmed and stressed out. We have a stress resilience program and one-on-one coaching. My question is this. I'm pretty average of a person. I mean, my name's Jennifer. That's pretty average. I live in the world, so that's pretty average. How do I stand out in like the crowd of all the other coaches and people that are out there when you know, there's not anything that really different about me. Oh, Jennifer. Well, and it's not the heartbroken, like, woe is I, oh, Please, I honey, I'm- you're not coming to me. You're not coming to me for softness and you're not coming to me for pity and you're not coming to me for heartbreak like you're a wet puppy. No, you're not. You know you're not coming. Like, I say, oh, Jennifer, because it's a knowing in my soul that we teach what we must learn. 
Yeah. That's just it. So when you asked me that question, I was like, oh, it's like, to me, I looked at it. I was like, oh, I'm there with you, boo. Like, <laughs> I'm there with you. We teach what we must know. And I never, I, 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 I never think that being normal or average isn't the best thing for you. I believe that my unremarkableness is the thing that made you connect with me. Mm. I know that there is an aspiration model in many industries. It's actually like done. I, I wish I could cite the actual source, but it's almost like shaped like a pyramid. And at the top of the pyramid are the people we look at. Perhaps, perhaps, I don't know off the top of my mind, like the Brene Browns, right? Since this is like your spheres, like reprogramming your mind. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, you know, um, Oprah in her later years were defining your best self, right? Maybe perhaps they're at the top. They're at the top of that pyramid. But you did not sign up for like a course and training with Brene. You signed up with the subscription to social curator like right like i'm average and yet it's this connectivity to us this just ahead of me-ness that empowers you not just to be a member but to raise your hand and fill out an application to get coaching on a podcast and so i want us to us not you i want us to embrace the power of being in the middle of the freaking pyramid I am happy to be in the middle of the pyramid. If I am ever at the top of the pyramid, I need to move. I need to get into a different industry and a different space. I never want to be at the top because you become unattainable to so many people and then you rest on your laurels and you get lazy. So that all the Jennifers in the Midwest, may we relish the middle of the pyramid, understanding that our arms stretch both upward and downward, downward to pull people up and upward to be pulled up by others. May we aspire to be in the middle of the pyramid. May we embrace our Jenniferness and own that as a superpower, a simple mindset shift that leads us to power. Mm-hmm. How, how are we feeling now? Yeah, it feels really good. So I'll tell you, um, I was telling my family that you were going to coach me today. And my 12-year-old son, who lives beyond his years, said, well, what do you think she's going to tell you? (laughs) And it was pretty much, she's going to give me some tough love about keep doing it and Mm -hmm. keep trying. So that's what she did. It's good stuff. What's in the throat? You're right. (laughs) Yeah. I just have to keep going and keep trying and I got to shift my own mindset. I got to tell what I tell my people. It's just a different topic. (sighs) So whatever was in your throat is now in my throat because we want to use our voice and yet we're afraid. Not afraid of what people will say. I think we're afraid of whether or not we're enough. And so I want you to hear that as somebody in the middle of my pyramid, I'm looking at you wherever you are in your pyramid and saying, let's go together. Let's keep on talking. Let's keep on talking and we'll find the right people. We don't need to find 200,000. We need to find two. We need to find two every two months or every two days. The faster we find the two, the more we're moving. I am so happy that you spoke up. I am so happy that you knew coming into this because of your son, it was going to be tough love, but it was the thing that we both, we both needed. And there's somebody else who's listening to this right now who needs to know 
that the quiver in our voice will be the power and the magnitude of what we should do with our purpose. You got to keep moving on, not just for you, but for all the Jennifers in the Midwest. I'm telling you, Queen, that's part of your story. Thank you. I also told him that you were going to tell me to be fearless and do more reels and get on Clubhouse. So I did that this week and it's working. So the advice you didn't give me that I thought you were going to give me was great as well. Because you were proactive with that. You knew you were going to come in here and get a little bit of ours kicking. Uh, I appreciate you, Jennifer. How can people find your middle of the pyramid out on the interwebs? How can we connect with you? We're everywhere at NeuroRedeem. N e u r o r e d e e m. Neuro Redeem. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate you. Thank you. you. All right. So my name is Sheila Gray, and I am a business strategist, uh, and I focus on inspiring and guiding women entrepreneurs to really step into their calling so that they can earn more faster. Ooh, Um, I like this. Okay. Thanks. And I do this through one-on-one intensives, and I have a course. So. Here's my question for you. I am consistently at six figures, but I feel in my bones a calling to do so much more and reach more women. And I'm really trying to figure out that next step in my business and then how to get a global presence. So I have a clarifying question. When you say I feel in my bones, I'm what, what did you say? What was your exact words? Do more, impact more women. Okay. So the point of clarification that I want to know when it's doing more and impacting more, mm-hmm. are you conjoining? Are you, are you meaning you want to do more money by impacting more? Or are you saying you just want to impact more? Like I need to know, is it impact? Is it money? Both. I want to impact more money and make, I'm sorry, impact more women and make more money because part of my why is generational wealth for our family. Okay. So generational wealth for your family. You want to impact more women so that collectively you're pushing other people to do six and seven figures. And your question is, how do I do that? Yes. Content. Okay. That's it, Sheila. And we're going to dive into what that really looks like. But oftentimes the easiest answer is the one that is the most complex. And it takes those who have a stomach of lead to continue to produce when no one's paying attention. And I will be the first to say that my content is not the best and my content isn't riveting. And um, when I started my photography career, I wasn't the best photographer. And when I started consulting for business strategy, I wasn't the best strategist. And still at the time of this recording, I am hardly the best CEO of a SaaS company. I am hardly the best leader. I'm hardly the best speaker. I am hardly the best content creator. But one thing I will say that I'm probably in the top 5% of all is I show up. I just create. And I believe to the depth of my soul that mediocrity with consistency is better than perfection every so often. Now, there's a whole group of people that don't believe that. And that's fine because that works for them. But I can only preach the thing that I know. And this is where the difficulty lies, is that the time it takes for you to deploy on the amount of content necessary to map to the aspirations of your ambitions is a lot. So you just have to ask yourself, based on what I can do, What can I incrementally change to start moving the needle? Do I think you're going to be global in six months? 
anything is possible. It just depends how much content will you create in that time to map your aspirations to your ambitions. So at this time of this recording, I have to ask you straight out how many times, and I mean, the proof is in the pudding. We could just go to your social, but how many times are you, Nick, what is your primary social platform? Where do you think your dream customer is existing right now? Instagram. And how many times a week are you posting on Instagram? Uh, Daily on my grid, stories all day long, and then reels consistently now every other day-ish. Great. So you're producing around three reels a week. Mm -hmm. And you're posting six or seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And have you done lives? No. Great. Let's see if we can add that. Because if what you do is consulting... The way that you show somebody your power is the quickest way to credibility would be to show what it is that you do. And for you to do it for free is the quickest way to build trust. And trust is the currency on the web. The more trust you have, the easier it will be for you to make a transaction. Trust leads to transactions. So I would make a commitment to do something new because what you're saying is, Jasmine, I am showing up consistently. I am doing reels. I am doing stories. Well, what you've done has got you here, but you have to change what it is that you're doing to get the results that you want. Do I think lives will be the answer? I have no idea, but I'm sure as heck be willing to try. Do I think that what you should do would be able to call on previous coaching clients and have them come on as preliminary? You can have different types of lives. One could be testimonial based. So, uh, you know, X came in and she saw this, this, and this, and this is what happened as a result. Can you share where you are right now? So you're highlighting. And then what you could do is find other people who are related to the thing that you do. So if you're sitting here and you're wanting to empower women to get to six figures, what other industry professionals would be beneficial to your dream client? Perhaps financial wealth management. You can have a consultation, a conversation about what that looks like. Then you can have a coaching session. And this is where this, this is where the, the street cred drives is inviting somebody off from a request to come on live with you and ask a question because you don't know what the question is going to be. And that's where I think your true power is going to reveal itself. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. And um, as far as your newsletter list, how are you cultivating that? It's pretty small. I would say there's 200 on my email list and I'm emailing maybe once or twice a week. Great. So then one thing that I want you to do in preparation for what I see, there's going to be a windfall. People are going to be interested in the topics that you are coaching on and your testimonials and want more information. I don't think you should go into the hard sell. I think that Instagram is great for conversations that lead to conversions and trust that leads to transactions. I don't think it's like, hey, Sheila, I want to know more about this. But like, here's my 12-step plan. Here's my course. Sign up for one-on-one. That's too big of an emotional jump for people. So I would, in preparation of going into the online live coaching on Instagram, I would think of the top five questions you suspect people are going to ask. Like, how did you plan following your dream? How do I make financial preparations for me to do this? What if I don't have an idea for what I want want to do? Think of the top five questions that you think you're going to do and then just simply create a PDF. It doesn't have to be fancy. And then what you're going to do is you're going to set up a URL to each of those freebies. And those freebies, the way that somebody gets them is by putting in their email address. So whatever the case may be, um, what's your email? I mean, what's your uh, URL, your web address? Uh, Thriveconsulting.org. Great. So thriveconsulting.org forward slash starting a business, thriveconsulting.org forward slash getting over fear, whatever the case may be. And so that way, when people are asking questions right there during the live, 
this is what I do. I did it yesterday. I went live on Instagram and I was just like, oh, jasminestar.com forward slash clubhouse 101, jasminestar.com forward slash branding. I'm dropping these resources to build the newsletter list. Furthermore, if people are too unwilling or scared to ask the question live, a lot of people will follow up via DM and say, I wanted to ask this question, but what about this? And I'm telling you eight out of 10 times when somebody's asking me a question, I'm pointing them directly to a resource where they have to put in their email address. Number one, I want the email address, but number two, I can do a much better job with this beautiful PDF and explaining my thought and philosophy to build trust instead of 150 characters is like, be yourself, have fun. I'm doing a disservice to the question itself. So it's a win for them and it's a win for you. Perfect. Cool. I love it, Sheila. I want you to shoot me a DM. Let me know how things are going in like 30, 60, 90 days. I know you're going to be hopping in the group and doing other challenges and things of that nature, but how can people find you on Instagram? At Sheila Gray Thrive. Beautiful. Thank you, Sheila. I appreciate you. Thank you. you. My name is Fernanda Longo, and I have a brand of all-natural handmade soaps and skincare. And my question is, how can I make my brand stand out from other brands that sell the same type of products? Of course, soap is everywhere uh, for similar audiences. And like, how can I sell the lifestyle without having to... Uh, say so much because I do share on my my content what is different about my products compared to the other products but people have a very short lifespan so how can I sell quickly enough not not actually sell the product but sell the lifestyle quickly enough that they can get it in a snapshot of my social media profile for example so when you, are you talking about when you, you use the word lifespan, do you mean lifespan or attention span? Cause my, my answer would be, it would attention vary. Span. Yes. Attention span. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Good, good, good. No, no, no. So I feel that people get annoyed with the answer that I give, but I give the answer because I just see it and I know it to be true. And the answer is how do I differentiate my business? And this is for product and service-based business owners. And it boils down to content. That's it. So content is going to be the solve all. Content is what builds your brand because you could sit here and talk that the bar soap is filled with 24 karat gold and people just won't care. They won't care about the soap. They'll care about the story. They'll care if you go to their posts and you leave comments. They'll go, they'll care if you go into their Facebook groups and start engaging and it talk about skincare, talk about uh, self love, talk about how to pack the right cleaning supplies for vacation. This is truly boiling down to you caring more about them than you trying to differentiate your product because people know what soap is. We don't have to say, yes, but I use a Ugandan butter oil and people are like, "Mm," you know, like they just don't value it. So what do people value? Attention from Fernanda or attention from Fernanda's team. That's what they care about. So do I want your content to talk about your origin story? Yes. Do I want your content to show behind the scenes? Yes. And behind the scenes of how it's made, how it's packaged, the origin story of what it is. I want you to talk about testimonials. Anybody who says, I can't believe that I gave my mom this soap. Great. Be putting that content out. But if I were you and I were in your exact position, I would be sending a bar of soap to everybody and their mother. And then what I would do, I would be creating a small like five by seven print out 
teaching people how to take a photo or teaching people how, what I would do is I would create a five by seven card and on that card, I would include, what's your, um, your URL, your website? EdenDailyEssentials.com. Okay, so I would have on this card, we want to hear from you. What do you think about our soap? Please let us know. EdenDailyEssentials.com forward slash iPhone photography. EdenDailyEssentials forward slash reels. And what you would do, Fernanda, is you're teaching people how to take pictures of soap. If you were working with a commercial photographer and they were setting up their soaps on your iPhone, you're going to be like, so this is what our photographer is doing. They're making sure that there's light on the left side and the right side. My photos are not going to look as good as his, but I'm going to give you the tips and tricks behind the scenes. Then what you're going to do is you're going to make a reel about the soap. It could be time-lapse. It could be a reel about how you package it and be like three steps to creating a reel. And you're teaching people how to create content. And what you want to do is create user-generated content. That's UGC. UGC is going to be the game changer because Eden can only do so much content without being like, my whole job is to create content. But girl, your whole job will be to create content for at least 12 months when you teach a crew of people that they want to be highlighted by Eden Daily Essentials on social media. So when they create a story or they create a reel, what you're going to do is you're going to DM them and say, hey, can you send that to me? I want to repurpose it at a later point in time. They will send you their content. You'll save it. And all of a sudden, you're going to be creating a backlog and a bank of content that is not created by Eden or the team, but by created by users who want to be highlighted on your account. And lo and behold, you're going to be sending out product to micro influencers. Sure. Do I want somebody who has 100,000 or a million followers using Eden Daily Essentials? Yeah. Are they going to without payment? Probably not. So people who have that five to 7,000 and they have over 5% engagement, send them a bar of soap and send a handwritten note. Personalize the note and say, I'm sending this to you because I believe in the product. I think it's great. However many bars of soap that you can send, that's what you're going to do. And then you're going to create tutorials on how to create content. And you're like, no, Jasmine, but I'm here to, to make soap. My passion is soap. Honey, if people aren't talking about the soap, ain't nobody going to buy the soap. So your job for the next 12 to 14 months is to teach people how to take photos and videos of soap. Why? So that they give you everything you need and then you get out of the position of being the content creator for Eden Daily Essentials. Um, I want you to look at Elf Cosmetics on TikTok. What they are doing on TikTok is freaking bananas. They are creating ghetto fabulous content on an iPhone and getting millions and millions of views. It is commercials for their products done by yes, their team, but a lot of people highlighting. I went to elf and I got, did my haul, all of those all done for them. It's a really incredible. I would look at what they're doing. I would not be intimidated that you don't have a full on videography team. I would create, 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 inspire, send personalized notes, send cards teaching people how to do what it is that they need to do. And then that becomes your job to source user-generated content for the next 12 to 14 months. That's amazing because I do feel like I spend my whole time creating content and I don't have the time to do the systems to grow the business because I'm creating content. So that will be perfect. And you know, Fernando, there's a couple ways to do this. There's so many people and I'm, I would never abdicate content creation. Like, oh, find a 21 year old. Like I would never do that. But there is so many people who are looking for a content creation job. Perhaps you can try um, an internship. Now, if you have a little bit, if you can kick them down with a little bit of money, like an hourly rate and say, this is what I need to get done. Whatever you would pay for them. Like, let's just say that somebody agrees to work for $12 an hour and you hire them for four hours a week. I can't even do that. Matthew, what is like $48? Yes. 
12 times four, ready? Okay, so $48, you would pay somebody $48. Your four hours is worth more than $48, right? So then you're like, okay, yeah, I can afford $48 and maybe they only come up with two pieces of content. Well, it's two pieces of content that you didn't have to do. Ideally, their turnaround time gets shorter and shorter and shorter on the content that they're creating on behalf of your business. And then all of a sudden, over time, you can say that when somebody, like, I don't know if on your site says like, who can we thank for referral or where it's coming from or if you're tracking those things and you tell him or her, hey, if we see a 5% increase from our Instagram transactions, you're going to get a $200 bonus. Have them be vested in performance-based incentives for them to create content that's going to bang. And I think it's going to be a win for you. That's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate you, Fernanda. How can people find you on Instagram? I am at, at Eden Daily Essentials. Beautiful. Thank you, doll. Thank you. There you have it. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Jasmine Star Show. If you did, Nothing would mean more to me. It would be the utmost honor if you left an iTunes review with your thoughts. Like Candid Liv, who said, speechless. I can't tell you how much I enjoy this podcast. I look forward to it every week, and I'm so grateful for Jasmine's time and the choice to do this. I can't make a lot of her lives, so this helps me go back to the content on a timeline that works for me. Y'all, thank you. Shout out to Candid Liv. Shout out to taking that time and I'm happy that you are here and I hope to read your review super soon right here on the podcast. Until next time, have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.